Ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chicky Fitzgerald. Good morning. Today is a really, really interesting day because we are talking about something that is slightly different than our normal discussion on leadership and growth and innovation, but it really ties all of those together. Back by popular demand is Brian Solis. Brian, welcome back. It's so good to be back. Thank you so much. Well, it's been a, a number of years uh, since we talked about your last book, but this current book, I will tell you, uh, you know, it grabbed my attention when you reached out on LinkedIn and asked for people's support. And as a fellow author, uh, I don't think people really understand that when you say, please support me, that doesn't mean go in and like my post. It actually means go buy my book, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and I loved the way that you phrased your request and you know which is why I reached back out and said hey you know let's do this again. Well then I started digging in. So the book that we're going to be talking about today is called Life Scale. And on the cover of the book and and for those who listen to the show regularly, you will know that I am an absolute sucker for a great cover. And this this cover looks like uh, it, it perhaps came out of some notes that you were making, like when you were in Starbucks or maybe a, a, in a bar having a great glass of, of red wine. It, you know, it's a it's a little bit raw uh, in in the graphical aspect of it because it looks like you've actually just written it on a napkin. Right. Unlock new possibilities. Break free from distractions. Actually, probably you start with break, break free from distractions. Focus, spark creativity unlock new possibilities. And so this book, while, while it already grabbed my attention, a couple of days ago, I went over to Amazon, actually ordered the book, and then I looked at the table of contents, and Brian, I fell in love, and on LinkedIn, I actually had to ask my husband's uh, forgiveness <laughs> for being in love with your book, and not just your book, but your table of contents just blew me away. Tell me how that evolved. And then let's describe it to, uh, to the listener. Well, one of, the, one of the things that I love to do with books is to make it a very immersive and visual experience beyond just the words. And uh, I learned some of that with the previous two books, uh, What's the Future Business and X, where I was trying to emulate uh, your favorite mobile apps on paper. Uh, mm -hmm. This time around, though, I wanted to, because it's a journey that we're going on together uh, between, you know, the things that I'm sharing and the things that I'm inviting you to come along on with me. Uh, and then plus, it just becomes your journey as well. And when I finished the book, I was so creatively on fire. I felt like I, I, I finally was back to where I wanted to be. In fact, I felt mm. I was I was even in a better state and worked out with Wiley that uh you know that i wanted to design the book again uh, and so they they gave us uh, they gave us the leeway i brought in some wonderful friends to help the book itself is meant to emulate an artist's sketchbook so that you kind of feel the creativity you feel like it's your uh, creativity that's catching fire along the way and lastly i asked a really good friend of mine nathan wright 
if he would take a, a read of the manuscript uh, before it was finalized, and he's a he's a visual illustrator, I, I, a graphic recorder is what the actual industry is called, and I right. asked him if he if he would create a graphic recording of the journey as he experienced it and that's that what you see then is the visual journey he went on with the book and we turned it into the table of contents it was uh it was and and we also wanted it to be uh not just a graphic recording but we also wanted it to emulate something like shoots and ladders or Candyland, so that you oh, felt exactly. like it, it's something familiar and and that hopefully it would make you smile from from wonderful childhood memories and so have you created uh, a a graphic image of this that people can buy and like post on their wall because that's the first thing I wanted to do is to say I need this in front of me every day. Oh well, that's a great idea. Uh, we have it. We have um, a shop that's actually coming to the LifeScale uh, website, which is LifeScaling.me, uh, where you could either purchase a, a, a poster version of it, uh, or yes. it's available right now at flickr.com slash Brian Solis uh, as, a, as a free download. In fact, uh, I should oh, probably wow. promote that. Uh, and then yeah, have- you should. You should. And and we're going to walk through it today. And again, we're, we're going to have a, a rather short interview today, about, about 20 minutes. So I, I want to dive right into this because Uh, It just is so, first of all, the message is so powerful, but you've taken the medium, which, you know, again, in in the book X, which is the first one that, that uh, I interviewed you on, uh, it was equal, equally impactful, but this one, this graphic, and again, everybody should go download it. I'll have you tell them again at the end. So you begin with visualize. And, and that you really, uh, you, you have a picture actually of a vision board. And I've only done one of those in my life. And it's, it was about nearly five years ago. And I need to do it again. Talk to us about visualization and the role that that plays in getting you to your end game. Oh, this, this is really important because there's, uh, there's a saying that you can't, you can't get what you want in life if you can't visualize it. And that really was at the heart mm. of the matter for for me is that we tend to we, we tend to want things. Uh, you know, if you if you study the law of attraction, it tells you to just visualize what you want, and the universe will provide. But you know, really, I I come from the uh, the standpoint that you have to work for what you want in life, and therefore you have to know what it is that you want, and then also. You, there's other elements of the book that you know give you purpose and re uh, make you reevaluate reevaluate your values and really it's it's about getting to know yourself again in an era of distraction where mm-hmm. you, you know our relationship with digital uh, isn't just about the addiction it isn't just about the the constant consuming and 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 what it's doing to our bodies and our brains it's also it's also about the fact that the more we live online the more we consume other people's lives the more that we post this aspirational life, if you will, the less of ourselves we actually know. Uh, and there's there's the part of the journey is, is getting to know not only who you were, but also who you want to be. And visualization plays a, a big part of that. There's a, there's a quote in the book that I share from Muhammad Ali, which he talked about how he hated every minute of his training, uh, but he told himself that he didn't, he couldn't quit, that the suffering now was in 
his investment in what he visualized for himself, which was, quote unquote, living the rest of his life as a champion. Uh, and so that that's that's part of the visualization process. If you can't visualize it, you can't achieve it. If you can't appreciate it, you can't learn or build upon those learnings mm. to to celebrate those accomplishments and progress. So this is really about getting to know you and therefore getting to know who you want to be and then working towards that. Well, and I love where this then takes you because the next thing you talk about is actually uh, you have to get to this place where you've got this balance between surface thinking and deep thinking. And so the next one is to dive. Talk to us about diving. Well, the the book the book itself is is an, an intentional journey, as you notice with the table of contents that builds you each page you turn. Uh, so it starts by helping you understand what's happening and what has happened to you and your body and your mind and your soul. And then it starts to give you piece by piece the tools that you need to focus a little bit longer and a little bit deeper uh, to become a little bit more open. And towards the end of the book, hopefully you've come so far along the journey that you're ready to dive. And in the dive chapter is where we start to learn how to be more creative, how to focus for longer bits, to be more mindful in moments, how to concentrate longer uh, so that you can activate parts of you that you, you'd never accessed before or that you just needed to rekindle. But either way, we're building that, we're building that skill, we're building that capability together. So it's about creating it's about experimenting. It's about also being present with those who you care about in your work and in your life. So maybe it's not just about whatever you can design or whatever you could build or whatever creativity that you unleash. It's also being the best you in front right. of and with people that you care about. Well, and making choices. And, and one of my favorite things on this particular chapter is beware of shallow obligations. I mean, how many things do we get sucked into that really are so shallow? And I'm one of those people. I, I hate walking into a room of people that I don't know because small talk just doesn't work for me. And, you know, I don't mind, you know, having deep conversations with, with people. And I, I don't have to know them very deeply to, to do that. But, but I love that one. And then, you know, the next one is probably one of the things that's the hardest for us, which is, is silence. Right? Why is silence so important? You know, silence, you know, without, without getting into, say, the power of things like creativity or uh, meditation, or uh, there's, there's a, a very powerful concept that, that I explore in the book called flow. And flow is when you reach this deep state of consciousness and focus that your performance is just next level. Uh, but to get to flow, there are so many steps, one of which is, is silence and kind of teaching yourself how to be okay in moments with yourself. Uh, mm. so, so for example, if you're waiting in line uh, for lunch, if you're sitting in a movie theater before a movie, uh, if you're at a dinner table uh, at a restaurant waiting for your meal, chances are you're going to reach for your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's, it's just sort of emblematic of the fact that we can't sit still. We can't be quiet. Uh, we can't explore 
boredom. We can't activate our imagination by just sitting still. And that's uh, it's a skill we've lost. And it's a skill we've traded intentionally to be captivated, to be engaged, to be entertained. And that's the that's basically the foundation for where we end up with always multitasking, always being on the go, always consuming, always feeling the anxiety, having to share everything that we're doing in the world, and then kind of keeping up that rigmarole that is unsustainable and also unhealthy. And that's where the rewiring of our brains and bodies begins. And that silence is actually healthy. It actually resets so many aspects of our bodies and, and, and even the nutrients in our brains and bodies that it just allows us to live a a, a, a Oh, I guess I don't want to say a healthier life because that's just right. that's the basics, but a happier life. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you also talk about letting go of clutter. And I, I love this one because it's under the heading of liberate. And, and it is liberating for those of us who have actually done that physically. I was in a group once where every day we had to commit to putting like a bag of our stuff out and either in, in the trash or to take to Goodwill or, you know, whoever you like to donate things to. And, but the clutter can be more than just stuff, right? And you've just talked about kind of letting go of the, this electronic clutter that we live in. And then take us right directly from liberate into reorient because you can't, you can't just stop doing something without filling it with something good. Yeah, it's funny because as I was writing Liberate, and, and just on a side note, you probably notice every chapter is just a single word, just to yes. kind of lock in the power of simplicity and brevity uh, and essentially focus. And in, in the Liberate chapter, uh, now we've we've since seen sort of the power of the Marie Kondo movement, uh, which, yes. which I, I think really was patching into something. But there's um there's mental chatter there's clutter there's all kinds of things that we we hold on to in life that we don't necessarily realize how much it weighs us down uh, so i'll give you an example uh, i i think part of what inspired me and i realized as i was going down the life scale journey uh, was that i was living life and, and and in general we are living life based on the analog standards that were handed to us by our parents and their parents and so forth uh, so definitions of success and definitions of happiness by those previous or legacy standards, I don't necessarily think hold up to the the, the craziness and the chaos that exists today. Uh, in fact, I, I would say that happiness is, is something that this book helps you kind of discover what what is what is important to you right. uh, and that and that it's not necessarily something you aspire happiness is actually already within you it's 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 giving yourself the permission and also the ability to realize that and feel that and experience that now uh, so for example many of us are suffering from multitasking and i'm still getting better at that myself but at any moment we might have way too many tabs open on a browser. <laughs> I or, resemble that remark. <laughs> or, or, you know, that, that, that carries a cognitive load that like your, like your computer is using system resources in the background just to keep those things active. And so we're not fully present in any yes. one of those tabs uh, because we can't let go of them. Uh, the same is true for what you might have in your garage or what you might have in your closets or what you might have in your cupboards or, or drawers, it's just stuff just stuff that we've accumulated, stuff that we can't get rid of or that we're, we're going to give mind share to, to to finally get rid of it. But 
that weighs you down. And a lot of times we have those those things or we have those tabs open because we feel like that's what we need to have in those moments. But the reality is, is that we don't. Uh, it, it robs us of of our presence. It robs us of our focus. Uh, it, ro it robs us of our full creativity, our full capability. So that liberation was about getting back to basics and then moving forward in the journey so that you can start to build upon what it is that you want to live, how it is that you want to live. And so I think the next chapter after liberate goes to uh, to purpose and kind of getting the energy then to work your way towards what it is, why it is that you live and where it is that you want to go uh, and living this much more intentional uh, and purposeful life. Right. And, you know, the, the liberate uh, chapter reminded me, I interviewed um, Greg and I may slaughter his last name. I apologize. Greg McCowan, who wrote essentialism. I don't know if you've uh, read that, but it it is like, the liberate chapter in in like the whole book right of how to how to really strip those things out and then again as as you look to reorient and figure out what it is that you value right because mm -hmm. it and again i love one of the the call outs on this graphic which is define what is right not what is right for right now and we get so caught up in that and even though we are living just in the now, we actually aren't present, which is, is the huge disconnect, right? Yes, yes. That, I think that's the hardest part of all of this is that this is the book that I didn't set out to write, to be completely honest. I was mm -hmm. actually trying, I was trying to write another book. Uh, I, this is my eighth book and the previous seven of them have been essentially business transformation and innovation books. I'd never even dabbled into the world of, of, <laughs> of self-expression and, right, and writing, right. writing something personal. I didn't even know how to do it. But when I failed to write the other book, I couldn't get past the proposal stage. And long story short, I went through a really dark time and trying to figure out what was going on. And I f had found through this, these, these acts of self-reflection uh, that I had been struggling with creativity and focus for years. I just hadn't paid attention to it. And mm. the only reason I, I noticed that the quality of my work was going down, that I was going through crazy amounts of edits on everything that I was doing. Uh, and I, I stopped thinking about the power of the creativity and the power of the moment and just started getting into the cycle of just checking off the boxes, you know, okay, that, that task is done next. It's Eva dropping off soon. Oh, sorry and, about that. Go ahead. <laughs> and what, what had happened was I lost, I lost connection with myself. Uh, and so this book became the, the, I tried to find solutions to get back and everything was just a bit too superficial to really get to the source of the problem. And so I shared this with you because the book itself was the book I needed to, to fix what I, what I was working on uh, and, and what I needed to grow. And what I think became really important along the way was to recognize that it, even though we're talking about technology and how it's affecting us, right. it's a human it's a human solution. It's a human journey. The entire book really just deals with getting to know yourself and building upon a foundation of who you are and who you want to be and giving right. yourself the skills and the experiences to get there. 
Well, it's, you know, one of the things that people don't realize, you know, when they look at people who are prolific authors, uh, as you have been, or even the first time author, you know, like last year, I, I published my first book, which is why I renamed my show, The Game Changer, because that was the book I needed to write for me. And it almost didn't matter. And don't tell my publisher this, but it almost didn't matter if anybody ever bought it because my journey and the freedom uh, and the liberation that the writing of that book gave to me was, was a part of my journey. Right. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm really glad to hear that that's how this book evolved because it makes it so much more, um, uh, I can't even think of the word I'm thinking about it. it. It's so authentic, right? And that word is a little bit overused. But, you know, the interesting thing about uh, the the last two chapters that, that we haven't talked about is this issue of, of really realizing and being awakened. And I'm not quite sure the order that these are all supposed to be done in and, how, and the order that they play out within the book. But Tell us, you know, kind of what order that you put them in, because we're, we're running up against the end of our time together. And I, I could spend hours on this book with you uh, and hopefully <laughs> we'll we'll get an opportunity later uh, to talk again. But talk to us about realizing and actually awakening to this whole issue of, of really this life scale of how to be more creative and more productive. Well, you know, the creativity uh, and essentially all of the aspects of the book, you know, in terms of focus and distractions and uh, happiness, uh, awareness, all of these things are essentially the foundation for, for living life. That happiness and creativity are actually scientifically linked together. So the more we allow ourselves to express that creativity and the more that we practice it uh, and the more that we are present and the more that we realize that we are happy now and not working towards happiness, that these are, these are all part of the same story. Uh, I share in the beginning of the book, uh, you know, quite honestly, that you know, this is a journey we're going on together. And at, as I was writing those words, I said that I don't actually know what this journey is going to look like. All I know is that I'm on a journey and I'm going to report on every page all of the things that worked and all of the things that didn't work as I tried to take control of my life. Uh, and its its direction, uh, and so that journey came what I called life scaling. I wanted to give it a name because it felt so powerful, it felt so new, it felt so authentic. In that, there just there's a lot of there's a lot of self help books out there. Uh, there's a lot of processes and methodologies out there, but there wasn't one that really dealt with the uniqueness of this, which is essentially rewiring yourself for greatness because right. we are we have been rewired and so life scaling became its own dedicated journey that i needed uh, that i couldn't find in uh, elsewhere and stitched it together so that we could have our unique methodology it uh, doesn't replace or it's not better than anything that's that's out there but it is what right. i found worked for rewiring ourselves and, and putting us in a place to to live a happier life living a more creative life well, Brian, I so appreciate you spending your time with us this morning. And again, there's so much more that we could talk about and uh, actually, you know, getting things kind of in the right order because I, I uh, didn't present them in, in the way that they're presented in the book. But you do have your site, lifescaling.me, uh, which uh, begins 
the journey for the person who uh, will go ahead and get a copy of your book, which you absolutely need to do. And then you've got a journal, you, you do coaching, you've got Life Skill University. So is that website the best place for people to find you and follow you? It's the best place. It's it's its own forum. It's its own community. Life scaling. I wanted to give it to the to the community and not make it about me. So that's a good place to follow with follow and connect with folks that are on the journey, uh, myself included. And then there's also BrianSolis.com and at BrianSolis basically on on all the networks. Uh, that's that that's also if you want to follow um, me and my work as well, uh, a good place to go. Fabulous. Well, Brian, thank you so so much. I cannot wait to make it through this. Uh, I am at a place uh, at the uh, 18-month mark in my latest tech startup that uh, I think that this is the perfect timing for me to life scale. So thanks for helping me change my game, right? And for uh, giving our listeners uh, the fuel that I think they're going to need to do the same thing. Thanks so much, Brian. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas. Inspiration. Innovation. With Chickie Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald.